Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. It's your girl, Sonia McQueen, with Your Mind, Your Body, Your Choice. I want to start this podcast off with good news in the midst of whatever I'm going through right now. Um, I'm out of town to train some new people at one of our newer facilities on all things compliance and to teach the manager exactly what her job is. And I wasn't feeling well. I got here yesterday. I wasn't feeling well. So I thought it was my allergies. So I went and bought allergy medicine, um, came back to the hotel, took my allergy medicine, and all night I was just, my body hurt, my head hurt. I just didn't feel well. So I got up this morning and went to the company, and I was so cold. I could not warm up. And I remember... The last time I was cold like this, I had COVID. So I went and got tested and sure enough, I'm positive. So I had to leave. Now I'm supposed to be here for a week. I had to leave. I'm sitting in my hotel room and I feel horrible because this is an expensive trip, but it is what it is. Um, But in the midst of this, I'm looking at my emails and I received an email from a young man Name, I, I can't remember the name, please forgive me, but it was letting me know that my podcast is highly ranked in China. I'm like 150, either three, five, or seven um, ranked in China and just telling me to keep up the good work. And that just, when I tell you, I forgot I had COVID for a few minutes, I was just smiling from ear to ear to ear. And the crazy thing is, you guys, I do not um, do things to get my podcast out there. I put it on Facebook, my Facebook page, and then I put it on my other page. That's absolutely it. So the sharing of my podcast is coming from all of you. It's coming from all of you, and I, I don't think words can express how grateful I am that even one person thinks my podcast is good enough to share with other people. Thank you so much. And the podcast is doing well on Apple, which really blew my mind. It, it, he was a, a Apple person sending me that message. So I just wanted to share with you guys and just tell you how much I appreciate. Um, I don't know what it's going to take to get me to do more with my podcast, but right now I'm comfortable and I'm very proud of myself. And I was telling a friend today, I don't say that. I I don't say that often. So those affirmations, you know, they're important. Tell yourself how awesome you are and and don't be shocked when other people notice your awesomeness. So on to the podcast. Um, Sitting here in this hotel room looking out the window, there's this place last time my husband and I had to come out here for business. It's this beautiful Um, large body of water and it's got a gazebo right in the middle and at night the gazebo turns all kinds of colors they have concerts out there you've got all these stores all around it and I ran I would get out and run I didn't feel good yesterday so I didn't run I didn't feel good today so I didn't run and now I know why but even that I opened the window so at least I could see it it make me feel better So today's podcast, my question is, what are your limits? What are the limits that you have 
for certain people how much they can hurt you or wrong you before you say, you know what, I have to close this chapter of my life. If you remember, I had a podcast, uh, Death for the Living. So when is your breaking point when you have a funeral? And I'm not talking about the next door neighbor who doesn't like you and yelled at your kid or a co-worker who shuns you every time they see you. I mean people who are supposed to love you through thick and thin, have agape love for you and be there for you no matter what. How much can you take before you say, I'm done? So the reason this came up, I was looking at an episode of Couples Court with the Cutlers. And this mother was sleeping with her daughter's boyfriend for a year and a half. The mother was denying, denying, denying. The boyfriend was denying, denying, denying. And the poor baby, she was just crying and she was like, that's my mom. I don't, you know, I don't want to think my mom would do this, but she gave all these scenarios, which I think any of us would be like, what the hell's going on here? But in the end, the boyfriend went ahead and told the truth and said, I've been sleeping with your mom for a year and a half, sometimes in the car, sometimes get a hotel. Um, it was just a fantasy of his to sleep with a mother and a daughter. That was a fantasy. So he was able to play out his fantasy with this poor, beautiful young lady and her very guilty mother. The judge asked the mother, are you in love with him? And the mother looked down and she looked over and it took her maybe two to three seconds to answer and she said no. And of course, everybody knew she was lying. So not only are you sleeping with your daughter's fiance, but you're in love with him. The daughter was of course saying she was done with both of them. She was completely done. And the, the judge was crying. She was crying, her heart was broken for the young lady. And it just prompted me to wonder how much can we take, how much mental or physical, emotional abuse can we take from those who claim to love us, for those that God blessed us with in our, our life that are supposed to love us unconditionally and, and they turn on us and they start rumors about us and they sleep with our boyfriends and they, they steal from us and they even set us up. I had a friend whose mom set her up to be robbed. So when do you say enough is enough? I did that. I, I had a funeral for two family members and one of them I had to backtrack. And I had to realize, you know what, this is my father. Right, wrong, indifferent. I gotta check on my dad. He won't be here forever. I won't be here forever. And I don't want to spend my days angry. And then one day I wake up and somebody tells me he's gone and I think of all the things I missed um, in communicating with him. I even decided to try to get my husband out to Colorado to see my dad. He's never met him. So I thought, you know what, we'll, we'll go ahead and get tickets and we'll get a hotel room and a rental car and I'll take my husband to meet my father my father is so um, gregarious and his personality is a 10. 
He is the most loving, affectionate, happy person you'll ever meet face to face. So my husband already knows everything I've been through and it's up to him whether he wants to go or not. And I'm sure he does because it's something my father would like to. He'd like to meet him. So with that one, I kind of retracted. But with the other family member, it's, it's set in stone. I actually have other family members that I had written off because of the rumor mill. And I went from being in touch with the majority. I was the glue. I was the glue, the one who called all the family to check on everybody, the aunties, the uncles, the cousins, the grandmas, the grandpas. That was me. That was me. And when it started falling apart, it just totally, the, the whole cement just cracked. It's forever fractured. But that doesn't mean I have to be forever fractured. Just because my foundation cracked, I don't have to go get a demolition crew and have them knock down my entire house. I'm going to put some Gorilla Glue in that crack and tread lightly. I'm going to be careful and understand that there's a crack in the foundation and any wrong moves or something, the house will tumble down. That's just common sense for me, for me. So that's when you put people in different categories and you deal with them on a different level. So I'll give you a quick example, and it's not a real example. Um, I have a friend named Janet, and I love Janet. We grew up together. We've been ace spoon coons for 43 years. We just love each other. Then Janet starts going through something, and she starts talking about me to other people. Well, first off, you gotta understand something about me. Um, if somebody comes to me and tells me somebody else is talking about me, my question is always, okay, so you listened to all that, what did you say? People don't understand how they make themselves guilty by association when they come to tell you stuff like that. So I generally shut it down, but let's just pretend five, six different people, oh my gosh, Janet, boy, she can't stand you and she, said that she hopes your business fails and how you think you're all that and so on and so forth. Well, in the beginning, I might say, okay, and go to Janet and say, hey, is there a problem with you and I? Um, I might tell her what I've heard. I might not. It depends on my mood. And what, what do most people do? Oh, no, there's no problem. People do not like to confront their issues. I've said it in another podcast. People would rather you be phony, smile in their face, give them their phony church hug, knowing you can't stand them and they can't stand you, than for you to go to them and say, hey, what is your problem with me? Let's put it on the table right now and let's talk about it. I have done that to countless people and I promise you, not one person has ever told me what the problem was. It's always, oh no, no, I don't have a problem with you. And you know they're lying. So if you know me, I just smile and say no problem, no problem. But that is their opportunity to tell me whatever they want to tell me, even if it's childish. You know, you think you're all that. You're always wearing heels. You know, you you laugh loud. You, um, everybody likes you and I just don't understand. Whatever it is. But just be honest. Don't say nothing and there is something. But back to Janet. So somebody records Janet. 
just to show you that they're being honest. And Janet is just dogging me out, calling me all kinds of names for the child of God, talking about my kids and, and how much she really can't stand me and how she doesn't understand people dealing with me. I'm going to be absolutely heartbroken. I'm going to be disappointed in the person who recorded it for not saying, hey, aren't you guys friends? I've said it before, when you confront somebody that's gossiping and tearing other people down, it makes them nervous and it shuts them up. Sometimes only with you, but sometimes it works to just shut them up, period. You know, or, you know, I didn't know that about Sonia. I'm, I'm gonna talk to her about that and tell her what you said. That puts fear in people as well. But what I'm gonna do with Janet, this person who's been my friend for 40 plus years, I'm gonna move her into another category. So no more free access to my house, no more hanging out with me, no more driving my car when she needs to get around, no more my kids going over there and spending time with her and vice versa, none of that. I'm gonna move her into a totally different category. When I see her, I'm gonna speak and smile because I still love her, but I don't like her. I don't like her. And I don't like what she said, and I don't like what she's going through. Now, if Janet was to come to me and say, I've been a horrible friend. I talked about you to people. I don't even know why I've done it, or this is why I've done it. I am so sorry. I'm just a horrible friend, or I'm not sorry. This is why I did it. She is opening up a dialogue. I'm going to play that game. She's coming to me and being very honest and very vocal, and we're going to talk about it. So our friendship might recover, it might not. There's just so many scenarios, but at the end of the day, you've got to move people into the area of your life they deserve to be in. Don't continue to give people who treat you bad all your attention and your love. It drains you. It's draining. Next thing you know, you're totally drained. They stole all your energy. They stole all your joy. Joyce Myers, who is one of my absolute favorite spiritual leaders, um, she was raped and molested by her own father. And I'm not 100% sure, but I, I think even her brother. And it caused her to spiral out of control for a while, but once she got it together, she forgave. And forgave to the point where she took care of her father. And I've always wondered, could I do that? Could I move past that to know that I'm a child of God and God saved me from that and now I'm a vessel to spread the, the lesson to other people? Or am I going to be on some revenge type stuff and just, you know, there's nothing that I could forgive him or forget after that. I just have no regard for this person, this animal anymore. But I don't know because I'm not in that situation. I've never been through such things. So I, I don't know how I would react, but my hat was off to her because I actually felt a sense of pride for her. I felt like, wow, that is just a beautiful gesture, not only for somebody who abused you, but you're gonna take care of them now and forgive them and use the stage to talk about how you move past that pain, you pressed right past it. I don't know that I have the strength to do that. 
But once again, it's not my story. The whole um, philosophy behind my thought is, how did she move past that? What did she do? How was she able to look at her dad and say, I forgive you? And what do you do when somebody does you wrong like that? Let's say you get molested, uh, raped, you, you're physically abused, mentally abused, emotionally, and you forgive and that person says, what you forgiving me for? I didn't do anything to you. And then they start bad-mouthing you or bashing you or whatever tell you guys when you forgive it's not really for that person so it doesn't matter what comes out of their mouth after you let them know you forgive them. A lot of people are going to be in denial. They're going to say you know what I don't need your forgiveness because I ain't do nothing. You were a bad kid or you were this or you were that. It's all good. You did that for you and you come out victorious. You come out victorious. Uh, my patience has always been very low and I don't really know why. I have given up friendships with people who truly love me, truly love me because I was going through something. When I gave up my son for adoption and I went on about my life, um, I had a, a couple of really good friends, really, really, really good friends. And one of them, me and her worked together in the same uh, facility and I didn't drive my car to work every day. I, I got a ride every single day and sometimes I wanted to go do things. She would give me her car with no problem. Give me her car, open her home to me, I opened my home to her. We were just really, really close and I loved her as a friend and she loved me as a friend. But when I found out, when I found out about my son, which is a totally different story, I didn't want to be bothered. Some people need attention. They need attention. The people who post 80 pictures of themselves on Facebook every day. Not saying that they can't do that, but if you're not modeling or anything, and you got a husband or a wife or kids or whatever, I, I don't understand personally the, the purpose or the people who every single thing they do, they're posting it and it's important to them how many kudos they get, you know, how many... Uh, likes and hearts and googly eyes that's important to them I'm the total opposite I'm going through something I want to be left 100% alone I want to be left alone I don't want to talk about it with people I'm not going to call everybody telling them what I'm going through I'm not looking for sympathy I'm not looking for people to rush over and she kept trying to reach me and she couldn't. So she showed up at my house one day and I let her know right away, I didn't invite you over my house, so what are you doing here? And I was very nasty to her. And she ended up leaving with tears in her eyes and I didn't care. I didn't care, I just wanted to be left alone. That is one of those situations where God put somebody in my life to use as a vessel. And I chose to wallow in self-pity. I wanted to wallow and I wanted people to allow me to wallow, not ask me any questions, and just feel as bad about me as I felt about me. And anybody trying to do differently, you know, show me love or compassion or whatever, it just was not what I wanted or needed in my life. Is that not the craziest thing you guys have ever heard?
But I'm like that. Even to this day, I'm a little better. I, I share things in my life with a couple of people. Um, but for the most part, I keep things bottled in. I still keep things bottled in. I'm really close with my kids. I love them dearly. I'm close with my husband, of course. That's why I married the dude. I'm close with, I have three friends that I absolutely love and adore. And then I have a plethora of associates and people I check on every once in a while. They check on me every once in a while. I have a whole new family uh, through my husband and it is what it is, but let something happen to me. I don't know if I would shut down like I have in the past or if I would use one of those references knowing that me shutting down before caused me to lose a very good friend. We grow up. Age is not an indication of maturity. How many of you met a 50-year-old who's just as clueless and lost as a 12, 13, 14-year-old? Um, wanting to run the streets, 60-year-old, gossiping and talking about everybody, 70-year-old, trying to steal her cousin Betsy Mays, man. Messiness is messiness, and it has no age. Maturity has no age. Has no age. There are some people who are mature as a teenager. There are some people who are still looking for maturity, and they're in their 60s, the 70s. You bump your head a lot sometimes. Um, that's called insanity when you keep doing the same things over and over again looking for different results. But let's just say you do things differently, but you're still doing things sloppily. <laughs> you're not cleaning up your act and then going back to the drawing board and saying, okay, I did this and I know I was wrong and I did this, so let me go back. If apology is necessary, I'm gonna give an apology. If me um, contacting certain people to do certain things for my mental health, I'm gonna do it, but I wanna come back a better person, better and stronger. Not, man, forget these people, they don't like what I did, to hell with them. How many people have told you that? They're as wrong as they can be. Wrong is two left feet, but it's not their problem. It's not their problem. And how dare you let them know that they're wrong? How dare you? This isn't going to be a very long podcast. I just wanted you guys to think about how much are you willing to put up with and to tell you, don't put other people through hell. Don't do it. You don't like somebody, it's okay. Everybody doesn't have to know you don't like that person. It's not a necessity to spread that venom because what you're really trying to do is get them to agree with you. That's all. What is your other purpose of telling somebody how you don't like somebody else and why? It's because you're trying to build an alliance. Don't do that. Don't do that. It can be your secret that you don't like Billy Joe. It can be your secret. And when you see Billy Joe, if it's a work thing, you do what you have to at work. You're professional. But after work, you don't have to deal with Billy Joe. If Billy Joe is doing all the wrong things and sabotaging you or anything, there is uh, generally standards written how you handle those things. You come see 
your compliance officer, depending on what it is. You go to HR, but you don't take things into your own hand. And you don't tell everybody how much you hate Billy Joe because of XYZ. That's messy. On the other hand, if Billy Joe is going around telling everybody how much she hates you because of XYZ, you gotta put Billy Joe in the right position in your life. You have to. There are some people you're gonna lose in your journey and it's okay, it's all right. You heard the saying, uh, season, reason, lifetime, that's true. That is absolutely true. I have some lifetimes in my life. I have some seasons and I have some reasons. All I know is, as the years go by, I'm becoming more wise and more tolerable and quicker to go see somebody when something's bothering me so I can tell them to their face, hey, this is bothering me. What is your deal with me? Let's talk about it. But as I said earlier, 100% of the time when I've done that, and it's always work-related. Well, not always. There's a, a, a few. Well, I told you about my family. But I've never had anybody take that and say, you know what, this is the problem. Or thank you for coming to me. Okay, this is my issue. Even if they say, you know, I just don't care for you and I don't want to talk about it. And, you know, sure way. They're being honest. They don't want to talk about it. But 100% of the time, oh my gosh, no, I don't have a problem. Where'd that come from? And you know what you know. So you have to tread lightly. I'm going to go back to my original question. How much are you willing to put up with when people are mistreating you? Do you not have value in your own heart, in your own happiness, in your own joy? Don't allow other people to stump on your heart just because for whatever reason in the world they don't like you. It's immature, it's hurtful, and you don't have to deal with it. It's okay to say, you know what, I love you but I don't like you, so I am not gonna keep in touch but if I see you, you know, I'll speak to you. That works sometimes, sometimes it doesn't because even your absence does not stop a gossip. They'll find other things to talk about you. They'll make up stuff sometimes, but it's their problem, not yours, not yours. So don't take ownership of it. All right, everybody, I am going to stop this podcast. I told you guys, I'm very proud I didn't cough one time not once. This is amazing. And um, I said I was freezing, so I'm sitting under the cover, but not so much. I had to put my whole body in there. So I'm grateful for um, my health being well enough to sit up and do this podcast. I hope everybody else is taking care of themselves. Please remember, if you ever want to reach out to me, Something's still wrong with my email, um, my Led by Motivation website. I don't know. I have somebody working on it, but I am Sonya.Artis, S-O-N-Y-A dot A-R-T as in Tango, I-S, at Ymail.com. All right, I, pre- I appreciate all of you. Take care.